0: Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Okay, so I wanted to address the craziness of the market and what is going on right here, right now, because I think if you're anything like me, my clients, there's been a lot of questions, especially with the turbulence of what is going on in the macro environment and potentially in the micro environment. So I'm going to define all of this in just a couple of seconds here. Today, what I want you to talk about or what I want to talk about, because this is going to be part of a three part video series. So we'll link up the other videos below for you. The first one is going to be what you need to think about right now. Right. Questions that you need to ask yourself about your investments. So this applies whether you haven't invested yet, you're thinking about investing, or you already are invested in the market, regardless of what your investments are, okay? So that's number one, that's what we're gonna address in this video here. Number two is what the heck is going on in the markets? What is going through your mind, my mind, and the general market sentiment as a whole? What is causing all of this volatility, the fluctuations, not just today, but I'm going to peel it back and take you through time and give you a little bit of a brief history. That's number two. Okay. Video number two. And then the third video that we're going to be talking about is going to be specifically around crypto, cryptocurrency, the crypto market. I am going to be breaking down what you need to know what's been going on and what you can learn from this recent situation that literally has just unfolded before our eyes. Um, at least from my own experience. So that being said, none of this is financial advice specific for you. This is anecdotal. It's for educational and informational purposes only. I am sharing from my own experience as an investor, as somebody who has been in the investment world for 25 plus years and sharing my own experiences in the hopes that it might help clarify and help you right now to gain more clarity and certainty, and to alleviate some of the fears, because I think sometimes when markets are swinging so widely here and there, there's a lot of fear-mongering that happens, and people purposely, they just incite terror for no good reason other than they like people to suffer. So today, I want to break down some of those things so that it can help support the decisions that you may have already made or that you are about to make. If you're brand new to me, my name is Susan McVeigh, I am a business sales expert, and I help entrepreneurs and business professionals sell more without having to sell their soul so that you can get better results and better outcomes without having to do more work, right? So double the results without double the work is really my heart and soul. And I'm on a mission to see more female millionaires in the world because after having spent a couple of decades in a very high profile finance environment, seeing the ins and outs of how people actually work and spend their money and manage what they have. I know too often that the story is the bulk of the world's wealth and investment in particular lies in the hands of men. No offense, gents. If you're watching this right now and you're a gentleman, I applaud you, but I have a heart <laughs> and a mission <laughs> to help other female females that are looking for more generational wealth and impact and legacy to change their lives, their children's lives, and ultimately the world, because with money comes control and choices. So that being said, I want you to stick around to the very end, because you don't want to miss any of this. This will be short and sweet and to the point. So with that being said, video number one, that's right here, right now. I'm looking at my notes so that I don't miss anything. What are some of the questions that you need to ask yourself as an investor? So as an investor, so whether you're investing on your own or whether you're working with a financial advisor, financial planner, you know, somebody who manages your portfolio, I want you to think about these questions. And if you're working with a licensed person, so remember, not financial advice. It's just my own experience sharing with you because I'm not licensed. Anybody who is licensed should be asking you these specific questions. Number one, what is your time horizon? What's your timeline? When, when are you expecting to need this money? Number two, what is the money for? What is the goal, right? Because if you have a short time frame versus a long time frame, and this is all relative, Okay, but generally there are some benchmarks, you know, under a year, three to five years, 10 years or more. Those are going to be the typical timelines that you will operate with when you're thinking about your money goals and your wealth goals and your investment goals. And the reason for this is because depending on the types of investments that you're looking at, they may or may not make as much sense depending on question number three, which is what is your risk profile? How much risk can you tolerate? It's directly related, but not entirely based on question number four, which is what amount of experience have you already had investing? Okay, because just like your credit, past performance or past history can sometimes indicate what future performance or future history might look like. Because if you have been irresponsible with your credit then chances are that your bank, your credit card company, a lender, whether you're going in to purchase a home or a private loan or buy a car, right? they're going to be a little bit more apprehensive about giving you boatloads of more money when you have not been able to prove that you have been responsible with what you already got. So that being said, if you already have investment experience and you have been able to prove that you've weathered the storms of the ups and downs of the market that often happen, then you're going to be able to, to showcase that the risk tolerance that you pick, that you are like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm comfortable with this, that you actually can weather the storm, right? Because some, sometimes theoretical stuff is all well and good, but with money and money matters in particular, uh, yes, there's a logic piece involved, but there is very much an emotional piece involved, which is right in here. And oftentimes it's right in the gut. So you may right now, depending on how well you have assessed these four different pieces, you may be having like, ah, yes, I knew it. And I'm celebrating because I'm doing exactly what my risk tolerance, my risk profile, my time horizon, like all these four criteria. And the the truthful answers to this, not what you think that you need to do in order to to get to where you want to go, Right. There definitely are trade offs. But that being said, if you don't answer those questions for you, truthfully, then you're going to get different outcomes and different recommendations than what you actually need. Okay. That being said, remember those four questions. I'm going to go through them again. What is your time horizon? How much time do you need before you're going to need the money? Number two, what is the goal for the money? Because depending on what the goal is, your risk tolerance and your time horizon may be very different, right? So trying to buy a car within the next year is going to potentially look very different than your retirement plan or even saving for your kid's education if you're, you know, you, your kids are really little. The investment options kind of should match, As I'll tell you in video number two and video number three, which we'll link up below, that doesn't often always happen, especially when you are the one investing on your own behalf. Because unless this is your full-time job, which I'm going to (laughs) guess, if you're here right now, it's not because it's no longer my full-time job either, then you're probably not as good at it as the ones that do it full-time. Okay? Number three is your risk profile. How much risk are you willing to take? And number four is your um, investment experience. What have you already invested in? What is your experience with different types of investment? Okay. Not just knowledge. What have you personally put money into? Because just like I teach on the CL side, until you have some skin in the game, you actually won't know and make the commitment to what it is that you actually desire. So, I'm gonna spend a little bit of time unpacking this risk piece today. And then in the next video, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the the volatility of the market and how that relates to the answers that you had about these four questions. So the third piece here around risk profile, your risk tolerance is about how much you can withstand pendulum swings, right? Back and forth. Now, at the time of this recording, We have experienced a bull market. And so if you're not sure what that term is, a bull market just means like the the horns of the bull go up. The market has been going up. A bear market means the market is bearing down, Okay, it's going down. So there are rumors that we have now shifted potentially into a bear market run with some of the other causes that are happening. I will talk about that in video number two. So you're going to want to look for that what's going on in the market, what's causing this volatility, and um, how to explain this a little bit for the context of what you're looking at. For today, this risk tolerance is really about how much risk are you willing to take? Now, risk and volatility are usually used in an interchangeable fashion, but they're not exactly the same, okay? For today's purpose, I'm not gonna break that down. If you want more detail on risk versus volatility, Comment below and I will come back and do another video if it's helpful. So for today, volatility, what I want to explain in the simplest terms possible is that volatility is really about the plus and minus, plus minus. Plus and minus. So plus and minus, how much can you withstand? If you can withstand zero plus and minus, usually it's on the minus side because everybody wants to make lots of money, meaning you want the market to swing in your favor. You want to see 30% returns. You want to see 8% returns. You want you want to see maybe 3,000% or 30,000% returns. And that has been the experience of the market in the last couple of years. That being said, what comes up? Almost always comes down. It's just a matter of when and how hard. And that's why volatility is so important as a measurement of what you are willing to accept before you start investing. And additionally, as you continue to invest, because if things happen in your life, as you just go about your natural day-to-day, your risk tolerance may shift. Okay, that's probably the thing that's going to um, change the most. Your time horizon and your goal is pretty much set, right? Like those are things that you're going to discuss with your advisor, with yourself to say, what do I need this money for? What's the timeline? And and then it's set. Your experience is also set because based off of what you've already done, I mean, you're going to change it now, but you can't change what's been done in the past. So the thing that's going to change or have the opportunity to change the most that then will dictate what types of investment opportunities that are reasonable for you And I use reasonable as like a relative term will depend on how much risk you're willing to take, how much volatility you're willing to accept. So, again, everybody always is okay with the plus. What I want you to think about is what does it mean to see my portfolio go negative, possibly lose it all? And I know that oftentimes we think of cash or CODs or GICs or investment deposits, depending on where in the world that you're from watching this right now, the thing where typically you're investing through a bank or financial institution and they pay you pennies on the dollar, right? It's basically to keep your money safe, safe. Now, with rising inflation, sometimes the rates that you're being paid on those investments is not enough to account for inflation. So essentially you are losing money, but it's just a matter of how much less money you're losing. Does this make sense? Because if we were to think about a dollar today is not gonna be worth a dollar tomorrow or a dollar a year from now, because of rising costs, because of just things that happen, I'm not gonna go into a ton of detail about this one either, the macroeconomy and the microeconomy, that the things that go on in the economy If we just keep it super simple to inflation, your dollar today, because of rising costs of inflation, that automatically that $1 is not going to be worth a dollar a year from now. It's going to buy less, essentially. Okay. So if you wanted to buy a loaf of bread for $3 today, that loaf of bread may actually be $10 a year from now. I'm just throwing out random numbers. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. If you put your money in right now into the bank and they're going to pay you 1%, it's probably way less than that. Again, just making up some numbers for the example. Don't get hung up on the numbers here. If you are looking at, oh my gosh, inflation is at 5%, right? Then making 1% is still pretty good because you have just removed the risk of losing 5%. Now you're going to only lose 4%. Okay, this is how the the rich and wealthy really think they're, I mean, at that point, they have so much more to lose than to gain that, yeah, they want to make more money, but it's always with, but what is that going to cost me? What is the risk that I'm going to open myself up to? And even the most risky people, it's especially important because they have more to lose. So a few percentage points is going to make a huge difference when you're talking about millions, multi-millions and billions or trillions of dollars. Okay. So for us, when we're looking at smaller dollar figures, it's still important because you're trying not to lose what you already have. You're trying to make sure that that dollar that you have today is going to be able to buy the same dollars worth of stuff tomorrow, a month from now, and a year from now. The amount of risk that you can take in order to make that happen is your risk profile. And that, Goes back to volatility. So, how much can you afford to lose? Because everybody's going to lose something at some point. It's just a matter of overall, are you still ahead? And this is why in in video number two, I'm going to talk about what's been happening with the market as it's been doing this. Now, here's the interesting thing the market does this every day. You just aren't paying attention. Gratefully, neither am I, right? Most of the time, it doesn't impact us. But when the market has these big swings back and forth. It's very volatile. It can be very risky for people. And if you are not in that swinging swinging range, meaning you don't have a risk tolerance that's like plus or minus this amount, then that's going to feel even more scary because it's going to be amplified exponentially beyond your boundaries. Maybe you are a plus and minus 5%. Maybe you are a plus and minus 15%. Maybe you are a plus and minus 30%, 30%, maybe you're a plus or minus 100%. Whatever the number is, it is completely valid for you. It is true for you. And that's why not every portfolio should be created equally. It should be created according to you. Now, again, any advisor worth their salt is going to ask you at very bare minimum, those four questions that I just gave you. Okay. And if you're doing this for yourself, you should be asking yourself these four questions because then it will dictate what types of investments are the most appropriate based off of how wide those swings get. If you are a five percenter, which is totally fine, looking at very volatile investment options that are way out here, you will not be able to sleep at night. And equally, if you are willing to take more risk, but you're invested in very, very conservative investments, and chances are, well, let me put a caveat: if you're taking more risks than you need to in order to achieve your goal in the time horizon, then that is just opening up yourself to a whole ball of wax that you don't need to. Okay, so you can limit the parameters and make it so that there's more certainty, more, um, more likelihood that you will actually get what you want. Okay, which. Isn't that the name of the game? So, at the same time, if your risk profile is like this, you are potentially going to have more options, way more options, because you're going to be able to look at things that are really, really conservative or really safe, certain, less complicated sometimes, to things that are much, much more complex. The whole gamut starts to open up the bigger your risk profile. Again, don't think that more options equals more success. It does not. This goes back to what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And what is the most important for you so that you can go to sleep at night? And although we're talking about investments in particular, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that your credit in your debt profile falls into this as well. If you are risk averse, chances are you don't like to have debt. How do I know? because this is what I I worked with clients for almost 20 years on their personal financial pictures helping them to do exactly what I'm explaining to you hands in like not just theory but actually watching people as they make these choices as they live with them and as they have to rebalance as things shift now if things change in your life if you get married have children get divorced go to school um have an injury, lose your job, start a new business, like anything that is a major life event. And it doesn't even have to be major by definition. It just means a change in your circumstances. This is what I call a trigger event. And it very much could trigger a change in your risk. It is time to revisit. Maybe that's why you stumbled upon me today. If so, congratulations, I'm glad to have you friend. By the way, if this is helpful for you, can you hit the like button and subscribe and follow or share? Because I want to make sure that that people get this information, people like you and me, because I want to make sure that people are not suffering and making poor decisions by emotion, by gut, because they're reacting as opposed to being proactive and really just taking a step back and assessing Have I figured out what I need to figure out before I jump into another situation that may or may not be appropriate for me, okay? So, because remember, when the market is up, bulls up, right? Then everything is up. Chances are you may or may not have needed to look at these four criteria very closely because most of the choices that you're making should be a home run at varying degrees, okay? Again, not investment advice not financial advice. I want to educate and inform so that you can make appropriate choices and decisions that are right for you. So the point of this video is not for you to start asking me, okay, Susan, so then what should I invest in? No, friend, I'm not going to ever tell you what to invest in, because that is not my role for you. I believe that I want to empower you with educational tools And today we're doing that through this three part video series in order to help you to feel confident about the choices that you have already made. Let go of judgment, let go of shame, let go of guilt, and to make sure that you are armed with appropriate resources, high quality education and information that's going to help you unpack some of these things that you may not fully understand so that you can move forward. Okay, so come and join me in video number two. Because I'm going to be talking about what's been going on in the market, in the regular market, okay? Um, the volatility in general, my observations, my experience, and I'm going to take you in a very, very short, like, how does this relate to other things that have happened in the past? What have we seen and noticed and learned from those experiences? And how can we carry those forward now today? How does this impact you and me for some of the choices that you might be making? and The short answer may surprise you. I want to see you over in video number two. I'll see you over there. And if I can help you in any way, make sure you add comments below, add your questions. If this is helpful, then I will add more videos like this in order to help you get what you need. Thanks so much. And I will see you over in the next video. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.